Hello, I'm Dango Rose, and you're listening to the Mountaineer Podcast in conjunction with the Mountaineer Newspaper, the voice of the peak to peak online and in print. Brought to you by Mountain Vale Media. Now, listen in for the show. is the Mountain Ear Podcast, and I'm Marianne Rosen, bringing you stories, history, or lore from or about the mountains you live in. Colorado, 104,000 square miles of stunning charm. Almost 6 million people live on this amazing and diverse land, a land encompassing great plains, valleys, mesas, canyons, desert land, red rocks, and mountains. A land dotted with farms, ranches, cities, towns, lakes, rivers, and creeks, waterfalls, open space, and national and state parks and forests. A land awash, depending on the season, in wildflowers, aspens, conifers, color sun, and snow. The state is home to an astounding 960 wildlife species, one of the most diverse and abundant wildlife populations in all of North America. 514 of these species are birds, 69 species are fish, and the remaining 377 are mammals, reptiles, and amphibians. Traversing this diverse state are many scenic byways. 26 at the current time, with 13 of those having a national designation. 10 of the 26 are National Forest Scenic Byways, and 2 are Bureau of Land Management Backcountry Routes. The oldest, however, of these is right here in our own backyard. The peak-to-peak scenic byway spans across Gilpin, Boulder, and Larimer counties. Built in 1918, it was the first scenic highway in Colorado. Its 55 miles stretches between I-70 near Clear Creek Canyon, 12 miles from Blackhawk, and Highway 7 in Estes Park. This passage is only an hour from Denver and Fort Collins and even closer to Boulder. The early roads in this territory followed Native American and animal trails. With the discovery of gold in Gold Hill in 1859, routes were improved for the miners flocking to the locale. By 1864, the Niwot and Blackhawk Wagon Road was in place, connecting Ward and Blackhawk. When the railroad reached Ward, tourists came to recreate in the area. Sixteen-passenger, horse-drawn stagecoaches began to drive along the thoroughfare. By 1911, the Eugene Parsons Guidebook to Colorado endorsed the region as one to definitely come to see, and visitations did indeed increase. In 1915, Rocky Mountain National Park was created, and Stanley Steamer mountain wagons were replacing horse-drawn carriages. In 1916, marketing materials promoting the peak-to-peak region abounded. The need for better trails became apparent, and thus 
the peak-to-peak scenic byway was created. Much of the road was oil-paved by the late 1940s, and by 1958, the highway was paved and could accommodate more vehicles at higher speeds. In 1989, the peak-to-peak byway was designated as Colorado's first scenic and historic one. Initially simple in design, some of its rustic elements remain. The original dirt road was narrow and wound its way around geographical obstacles. Rock guardrails and cut stone bridges added to the ambience of the trail. Some of these are now gone as the road was widened and paved in the 1950s. Presently, the parkway is a beautiful but not scary drive. There are few places where guardrails are needed, but where they are, they do exist. The highway runs along the Colorado portion of the Continental Divide and provides a backdrop to the wide sweep of the plains below. It crosses the high country of forests and meadows with mountain vistas bestowing views of crevices, deep-walled basins, and remnants of glaciers. At 800 to 9,500 feet elevation, the route stretches across a mostly montane life zone that contains coniferous, mostly lodgepole pine and Douglas fir, and aspen forests, open dry meadows, and will shrub wetlands. Carved, U-shaped glacial valleys dot the area, and it provides views and access to subalpine regions and the harsh environment of alpine tundra. Ecology, plants, and animals of the region are significant. Attempting to see diverse geography, wildflowers, and wildlife is a favorite pastime. The area is home to elk, moose, mule deer, coyote, mountain lions, bear, fox, mink, and bighorn sheep, to name just a few. If bird watching is your favorite recreational pursuit, you can be on the lookout for some of Colorado's 417 species. Eagles, falcons, hawks, mountain bluebirds, lark buntins, black-bill magpies, and western tanagers are just a few of the magnificent flying creatures you may see. Feasting your eyes on the beauty of thousands of wildflowers, including but certainly not limited to blue columbine, scarlet paintbrush, blanket flowers, pasque flowers, daisies, and prickly pear, provide another enjoyable experience. If recreation is what you are looking for, activities are plentiful in the region, from museums, restaurants, art galleries, trading posts, and music, to outdoor pursuits such as cross-country and alpine skiing, snowshoeing, hiking, camping, backpacking, rock, mountain, and ice climbing, horseback riding, and hunting. There is something available for everyone. Gravel roads crisscrossing the main highway lead to high country lakes, trailheads, campgrounds, ghost towns, parks, and the Moffat Tunnel's East Portal. The byway's primary cultural reality is the glimpse it provides to past and present mountain ways of life. From the lower ridge of the Front Range along the Divide to Rocky Mountain National Park, 
The road passes historic mining towns, mine shafts, ore dumps, and mines mostly closed, ghost towns, and a plethora of Victorian era and Old West history. The territory envelops the romance of that Old West, where the 1860s gold rush and later the silver and tungsten mining boom set the stage for most of Colorado's modern history. Journeying along the highway takes about two to three hours. Of course, that can change depending on how many stops one chooses to make. The drive in and of itself is spectacular and worth doing at any time, but especially in the fall when the aspens provide color, especially yellow, when the leaves glimmer and sparkle in the sun as they quake, appearing as a thousand shimmering fairy lights. If one wants to take advantage of all there is to see and do, you could spend days. Let's wander down the road and explore what there is to discover along the parkway, as well as what one can unearth when deviating off of the main path. Beginning near the south terminus, you'll find Blackhawk and Central City. Blackhawk, a tiny historic mining town, was founded in 1859 during the Pikes Peak Gold Rush. Close by and connected by a tramway, Central City is another historic mining town known during the rush as the richest square mile on earth. Both towns are part of the Central City Blackhawk National Historic District. These towns flourished during the gold rush, but declined as mining did. These hamlets were revived with the establishment of legal gambling. Presently, casinos, galleries, restaurants, and shops are plentiful, along with museums, ghost tours, and recreational outdoor undertakings. In Central City, one can tour several Victorian homes like the Johnson House, Teller House, Washington Hall, and the Thomas House. One can also tour the Cordelline Mine and the famous Central City Opera House, Colorado's oldest and the nation's fifth oldest opera. Taking a few detours off of the peak-to-peak leads to a few interesting sites. Spend a day at Nevadaville, a ghost town where a few grave sites and several buildings still exist. Or head further off the beaten path to tour one more ghost town, Apex an abandoned town once home to a thousand residents, a few saloons, a general store, newspaper, post office, and dance hall, and considered the capital of the Pine Creek Mining District, is now a locale with just a handful of scattered buildings. Another departure from the route leads you to Golden Gate Canyon State Park. A 12,000-acre park with views of the Indian Peak Wilderness Golden Gate has 35 miles of hiking trails, most of which are also open to horses and bikes. It is also a prime location to view eagles. If you do decide to spend time in the park, beware the fact that there is no seller internet service and printed maps are a must. One last deviation from the highway brings you on another day trip to Lincoln Hills and Wink's Panorama Lodge, a National Historic Landmark, which was once an all-black community during segregation and now runs programs developing the next generation of outdoor leaders. Roving back to and along the peak-to-peak, we come to Rawlingsville, 
The Rawlinsfield Post Office has been in operation since 1871. The town was named for John Quincy Adams Rawlins, a prominent mining executive in Gilpin County in the 1860s and 70s. This borough consists of a small cluster of residences and businesses at the end of the road leading up to Rawlins Pass. Next stop on our excursion is Nettleland, a quirky town located near the Indian Peaks Wilderness. The town was established in 1885 and began as a trading post between the Native American Ute tribe and European settlers. Nettleland boomed when tungsten, silver, and gold were discovered nearby. While in Nettleland, be sure to ride the Carousel of Happiness, featuring 56 hand-carved animals on a restored 1910 Loof Carousel, and to walk around or picnic by the Barker Dam Reservoir with its stunning views of the Rocky Mountains. Caribou Ranch, right outside downtown Nettleland, is a famous recording studio where artists like Elton John, Chicago, John Lennon, Dan Fogelberg, and Amy Grant, to name just a few, have recorded. It is still a popular concert venue. There are hiking trails in and around the ranch, and if you continue down the pass, past Caribou Ranch, you will find the ghost town of Caribou, which currently consists of two stone ruins, and a collapsed wooden cabin. The town was once home to 3,000 residents, a brewery, a church, a newspaper, and a few saloons. The Caribou Mine, for which Nettleland was once a mill town for the mine's ore, is reopened, but not without controversy. One can still also find prospectors trying their luck panning for gold in Colorado's creeks. Some of the old mines along the peak-to-peak allow the public to pan for gold. Most of these exist mainly along the Highway 72 and 119 section of the peak-to-peak byway. Side trips providing diversions off of the parkway include Eldora Ski Resort and Indian Peaks Wilderness. Eldora provides opportunities for cross-country and alpine skiing on a large Colorado mountain but in a very small resort setting close to Nettleland and Boulder. Indian Peaks is one of the most popular wilderness areas. The wilderness covers 130 square miles, encircling seven peaks above 13,000 feet, 28 trails, and more than 50 lakes. A wonderful place for hiking or backcountry snowshoeing. One final deviation from the main road would be a jaunt to El Dorado Canyon State Park, an 855-acre hidden treasure where you can hike amidst the towering sandstone cliffs, picnic along South Boulder Creek, or climb El Dorado's sheer golden walls where you will find 500 technical rock climbing routes luring climbers from around the world. The next stop along the byway in our travels is Ward. Another mining town named for Calvin Ward, a prospector whose cabin was known as Miser's Dream. One mine during the boon actually produced two million ounces of silver. Nearby, you will also find Gold Hill, established in 1859 as the first permanent mining camp in the Colorado Mountains. 
home to the historic Gold Hill Inn, where one can eat and listen to many local peak-to-peak musicians, as well as extremely national-known ones. Music flourishes along the peak-to-peak. Be sure, while in the ward area, to stop at Brainerd Lake Recreation Area. Snowshoeing in winter and hiking and camping in summer are popular activities. Trails in Brainerd also head into the Indian Peak Wilderness. The hike to Lake Isabel is an especially scenic one. This region is drained by numerous streams like the St. Vrain Creek and is dotted with lakes such as Brainerd, Long, Isabel, Mitchell, and Red Rock. Rollinsville, Eldora, Nettleland, Ward, and Gold Hill all have a historic past, a land where for 100 years people have made their lives out of the mountains. Continuing on the peak-to-peak byway, we meander through adjacent to or near the Arapahoe and Roosevelt National Forests and the Pawnee National Grasslands. These three parks comprise 1.5 million acres, seven wilderness areas, and a wildlife refuge cutting across five districts and extending north to Wyoming. Our trek continues north and comes to Allen's Park. Allen's Park is a cheery mountain town which sits in the shadow of massive Mount Meeker, the second tallest mountain in Rocky Mount National Park at 13,916 feet of elevation. The town is named for Alonzo Nelson Allen, a miner who built the first cabin in the high meadow. Here, you can spend time at the Eagle Plume Trading Post and Native American Gallery that dates back to 1917, and at the Old Gallery, a lively community arts center with gallery exhibitions, concerts, and classes. Just north of town, stop on the peak-to-peak to perhaps photograph the Chapel on the Rock, a classic chapel built on a rock in 1936, set against a scenic mountain backdrop. It is still a functioning Catholic chapel and is designated as a historic site. Pull over once again to gaze upon the Wild Basin Forest area with views of the impressive Mount Meeker and the glorious Longs Peak, which at 14,259 feet is Rocky Mountain National Park's tallest one. There is also a less frequented entrance to the park here. Another breathtaking view to stop for before arriving in Estes Park is the most picturesque panorama of Longs Peak and Lily Lake. As the peak-to-peak scenic byway comes to an end, the road descends into Estes Park. Estes Park is adjacent to the National Park with a scenic river walk and an old-fashioned charming downtown. Here, you can continue your outdoor pursuits of hiking, biking, snowshoeing, camping, rock and ice climbing. There is boating on Lake Estes and horseback riding around the lake. Overlooking the lake is the supposedly haunted Stanley Hotel, a landmark which opened in 1909 and was the inspiration behind Stephen King's novel, The Shining. Elk are so abundant in Estes Park, it is almost impossible not to see one as they wander the streets. 
In the fall, visitors flock to watch the elk's mating rituals. At this end of the peak-to-peak scenic byway, another gift is Rocky Mountain National Park. The park, established in 1915, is 265,461 acres. The eastern and western slopes of the Continental Divide run directly through the center of the park with the headwaters of the Colorado River located in the park's northwestern region. The main features of the park include mountains, alpine lakes, and a wide variety of wildlife within various climates and environments from wooded forest to mountain tundra. Before leaving, and if it is open, drive the Trail Ridge Road, which covers the 48 miles between Estes Park and the west end of Rocky Mountain National. 11 miles of the highway is above treeline near 11,500 feet, where it then winds across the tundra's vastness to its high point of 12,183 feet in elevation. Trail Ridge Road offers visitors thrilling views, wildlife sightings, and spectacular alpine wildflower exhibitions. With our excursion along the peak-to-peak scenic byway at an end, it is time to head back to Blackhawk and Central City. As the peak-to-peak gets older, it would be good to mention that the peak-to-peak corridor management has some plans in place that will hopefully ensure that future changes needed will do as little damage to the corridor's character as possible and that community rights will be respected. For those who live and work in this locality along the highway's 55 miles, you would be hard-pressed to take for granted or tire of this incredible region. For visitors, I hope you've enjoyed our expedition in story form and that perhaps you will get to observe everything in person sometime. The towns, the beauty, the history, the activities, the wildlife that are the peak-to-peak scenic byway and region. Until the next tale from the mountain. Listen in next time to the Mountain Ear Podcast for another mountain tale. I'm Marianne Rosen. Thank you for listening. And that's it for our show. Subscribe online to get access to more news, weekly updates to our community calendar, and a link to our YouTube channel by visiting themountaineer.com. Be sure to use the coupon code PODCAST when subscribing for a 10% discount, only available to our listeners. I'm Dango Rose. Thank you for listening.